When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for listening to the Lakers Fast Break Podcast, part of the Hoopheads Podcast Network. Check out all their awesome basketball shows today at hoopheadspod.com. Come right back at you here from Lakers Fast Break, Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, and Game Source. We truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our shows. And if you can, please give us a five star review wherever you get your podcasts. Plus, if you can like, share, subscribe, follow, or do anything that you can to support us right here at the Lakers Fast Break, Pop Culture Cosmos, where we cover the latest news and trends in pop culture each and every week twice a week, wherever you get your podcasts, plus Inside Sports Fantasy Football, Game Source, the great guys at LakersBall.com, and also the great guys at Lakerholics.com. Be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com, and also, while you're there, you can check out the five things articles from my good friend, Mr. Jamie Sweet, who I just had on last night on the Facebook channel at Lakers Fast Break in a special Facebook exclusive NBA podcast chat where he and I went over the Western and Eastern Conference with about 10 games left in the season. We cover all the major teams and what's going on in both conferences. So please go ahead when you get a chance, check it out. It's the Lakers Fast Break on Facebook, but also as well, our good friends at the Hoop Heads Podcast Network who have a ton of NBA related shows at hoopheadspod.com. If you can support all of that, it is sincerely appreciated. Well, you knew things couldn't go well for very long for the Los Angeles Lakers. Coming back with a little bit of momentum, winning two out of the last three, coming home to the crypto.com arena, coming home to hopefully a game where they can match up against the Philadelphia 76ers. But, unfortunately, we got the news earlier today in what will probably be a regular occurrence, probably for the, throughout his, the rest of his career, where LeBron James is sitting out today with a sore knee. And this is something that Lakers fans or LeBron James fans are going to have to get used to, I think, for the rest of his career, is that he will be sitting out once a week, maybe once every two weeks, this is going to be a regular occurrence going forward, especially with the kind of knee issues he had this year. And the Lakers, unfortunately, even though they went off to a great start, leading the Philadelphia 76ers in the first quarter, 30-27, to 27, 
couldn't hold that lead for very much longer after that. And they played from behind the rest of the way. And they made a good comeback at the end of the third quarter. They were only down by two with a vintage performance from Dwight Howard, dusting off whatever muscles and Superman recollections he could find from his Orlando days as he had an excellent game, his best game in four years, statistically for him, as he went out for a 24.8 rebound game, trying to go ahead and do the best he can to fight off Joel Embiid, James Harden, and the rest of the Philadelphia 76ers. But Russell Westbrook throwing in 24, even though he had seven turnovers, he did have eight assists and nine rebounds. Malik Monk off the bench, 23, and Carmelo Anthony chipped in with 20. Unfortunately, that wasn't good enough. Even a strong first half from Stanley Johnson with 13, that couldn't do it. Couldn't, couldn't, wasn't quite enough as the Lakers fall short in the fourth quarter and narrowly get defeated by the Philadelphia 76ers, 126-121. to Great effort overall, you know, as far as the, the effort was there, the execution, that early part of the fourth quarter was what did it for them because, unfortunately, that's what did them in. Just couldn't get the shots to fall early in the fourth quarter, and by the time they started falling again, it was just too late. But here today to talk about the game, it's a good man indeed. You got to go ahead and check out his latest article at Lakerholics.com. The Lakers need a modern center who can protect the rim and stretch the floor. Well, he didn't stretch the floor today, but he did kind of protect the rim. Not too bad, but not quite enough. You got to go ahead and be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. It is Laker Tom at Laker Tom on Twitter. Great to have you here, Tom. It's going to be like old school days, my friend. Just you and I, like the old days. Your thoughts on tonight's game? Again, good effort. I'm not going to question the effort. I'm not going to question the coaching or the substitutions. When you don't have LeBron James, you just don't have enough. I think, in my mind, this was a great game for the Lakers. I was really pleased with not only the effort, but the way the team played. They continued to play and emphasize the same exact things that they had done in the last three games. And that's four games of playing the same type of of game. And it's not easy for a team to be down two superstars and then be asked to play the same way, but they did. I think that one of the things that was really interesting that Bogle said, he talked about how um, positional size was something that the Lakers had to make sure that they had integrity with. And by that, he meant not playing these six foot four guys at small forward trying to guard, you know, centers and having guards trying to, you know, guys like that trying to guard Persingas and so forth. So it's ironic because there are so many parallels between this particular Lakers team and the Lakers team in the bubble. Lots of differences, but a lot of parallels too. And and one of them happens to be Frank Bogle finally getting it together, you know, right at the very last minute and making, you know, and like he's like he's ignored stuff for the whole regular season and he gets in getting close to the playoffs and maybe we're going to start seeing things really work the way uh, that they should work. Whether we win a game here or there is really not going to matter. We're going to end up in either ninth or 10th and, and have to win two games in the play-in tournament in order to get into the playoffs. And that's Well, let me just go let me just go ahead and update everybody right yeah. now. The Los Angeles Lakers with the loss tonight are 31 and 42. They're a half game up 
They're in ninth place, but they're half game up on New Orleans Pelicans right now at this point. And they're only two games in front of the San Antonio Spurs. So I just want to let everybody know where we're at right now in the Western Conference. Uh, I think the Lakers have the tiebreaker. I think they, I think that we won. Yeah, I think they were two out of three. I think we won two out of three. So I think we have the tiebreaker. So that would need an extra game for the Lakers. This is a week off for LeBron, you know, and that's really important because he's, you know, he, he misses this game and the next game is Sunday. And one of the things that is a theme that I think that we're going to see here more and more is the parallels between this particular run of the Lakers and the championship run in a bubble, because the Lakers benefited in the bubble dramatically from having four and a half months off so that LeBron James and Anthony Davis were both healthy and rested heading into the playoffs. And this year, Anthony Davis is going to have like six weeks, six to eight weeks off to get healthy and rested going into the playoffs. Let's get a week off for LeBron here. Maybe he will come down at the end and the last two or three games won't matter and LeBron could take those off too. We can't say that we've, you know, I mean, what we saw tonight was the fourth game in a row where this team played the same way as they played in the last four games. Not always successfully, not always the smartest, but the same type of, of moves, Westbrook being very much under control, getting in there, really going in there and and instead of just forcing the ball, getting into the middle and then forcing him to either double team him or he's going to use his quickness to score on a bigger player underneath. And he's been terrific at it, you know, and, and his defense at the end and the way this team hung together came back and 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 really played the way that they played without LeBron exactly the same as they had been playing with LeBron. And to me, that was a huge, huge win for the Lakers. I put an article on Medium talking about how good could this Lakers team be if if Russ, LeBron, and AD really figure things out. And it's really not AD. AD is pretty much the plug-and-play guy. You plug him in there, and it will improve our defense dramatically. And we're going to need that because, obviously, we're we're playing – we're playing with an offensive bet right now, despite Frank Vogel. And I give Frank credit for doing that too. He's, he's not shying away from playing the way that they're playing and putting the guys in there that can at least outscore the guy across from them in the lineup. So this is a big win for the Lakers. It's a great win for the consistency of playing the same way. But they lost. So they lost. It doesn't really matter, Gerald. All we have to do is we have to be, they have found the formula for making Russell Westbrook really effective. And and what it does, too, is teams that pack the paint against us and sag off of Russ, Russ is just going to take that defender right down into the post and spread it out with four guys on the outside. And that defender is either going to have to be able to stop Russ or he's going to have to have help. And once he gets the help, Russ is going to find the open man or the cutter. And we've got guys cutting now like we haven't seen before. We're racking up assists like we'd never seen before. And with that positional size that, that, that Frank was talking about this game, we won the points in the paint. We won the rebounding battle. What we lost was the referees and the 20 and 12 extra free throws and 12 extra points that the 76ers got at the free throw line because we outscored them everywhere else. But they get that every game with Joel Embiid and James Harden. Every yeah, single they do. Game. They do. And and we didn't have LeBron James, but you know, but still you you have to give a lot of credit to the team. We're we're headed in the right direction. 
And this is the fourth game in a row that I'm really happy with the way that the team is playing. They're doing exactly what they've got to do, which is they found a formula. They found a bane, and they're mining it every game, whether regardless of who's there. And everybody on the team seems to be contributing. They could have folded, and they could have quit a lot earlier. And a lot of teams wouldn't have had the character to have lasted as long as they have. But there's a chance that this team is really going to be I mean, right now, you can. if you took a poll around the league, there's no question that the Lakers are the team that nobody wants to beat in the playoffs. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. If you have a better movie in the can, why is that not the movie that you released in the first place? I would say it's more culturally relevant than The Simpsons and Rick and Morty. Like, it has become a staple of American entertainment. I think Dragon Age 4 is carrying the future of Bioware on its shoulders. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, the Lakers do lose to the Philadelphia 76ers, 126 to 121. We do have another guest here today returning to us, as, and as always appreciated, it's a good man indeed. His Michigan State Spartans unfortunately fell this weekend to the team that I think is going to go all the way, the Duke Blue Devils, but they played admirably and they played very well. He's also a good man indeed when you check him out what he's ever at Lakerholics.com. It is L. Rob. L. Rob, great to have you here, my friend. Again, Michigan State Spartans, nothing to frown on because they played well over the weekend. But the Lakers, they played well, too, and without LeBron. But you know what? An L at this point in time is still going to hurt all the same. Hey, Gerald, thank you. Uh, well, just just like for the Spartans and Lakers, there's no moral victory. So, I mean, it's one and done time. So, yeah, they fought, but uh, the better team won. So you tip your hat to Duke, and I don't think they're going all the way, though. I think Duke played as well as they could play. and I, wouldn't I think it's going to be them and Arizona, and I would not be surprised if Arizona was be the take because it, it was for me, it was a toss-up. Yeah, I think it's wide, pretty wide open, though. But I digress. Oh, St. Peter's, there you go. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> not that wide open. <laughs> Okay, well, but you can get good money on them. I will just say that here in Vegas. That's all I'll say. Like Tom said, though, it is encouraging the way the Lakers have played the last four or five games. So Yes. And as fans, that's all we really wanted to see all season was the effort and, you know, the competitiveness. And, you know, they stuck uh, Gabriel in there and Stanley Johnson, and those guys play a little bit more defense. And to me, that's, you know, that's that's what – that is what has made the difference. I mean, the offense have been has been good. West has been good, but having those extra guys, a little more length to defend, you know, makes them a little tougher team, I think. So, and plus Russ having the extra responsibility with LeBron James out of the lineup, I could almost excuse his seven turnovers today because again, he had to handle the ball a lot more than what he would normally do if LeBron James was there, but. Your thoughts on Russell Westbrook, his play over the past five to seven days has been markedly improved, consistently improved to the point where he is not the liability he once was. There's still lapses on defenses and and things I see still that stick out to make, eh, you know, I wish he would 
try to focus a little bit more from time to time. But overall, the package when you see Russell Westbrook is not as, uh, I guess, uh, I don't say embarrassing is not quite the word, but it's not as much of an eyesore as it was this time two weeks ago. Well, he, no doubt about it. He's been a positive player. So yeah. he's hitting some some open threes. You know, you still don't really trust it, but yeah. if you're doing it over four or five games. Yeah. Then I, it, let me ask you this, though, Rob. When he goes for a three, do you, like, clench up like I do? It's like, oh, no, 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 no. Yes. Yeah, I still do, but it's starting, to, it's starting to be less of a tight clinch. It's a loose clinch now. Huh. <laughs> so, uh, you know, hey, Stanley Johnson was three from three from three-point range. Yeah, and, and that's something again for a streaky team or streaky shooters like those guys. That that's something that that you can actually take away from us. But it just good. goes to show they're playing with confidence. Yeah, you know, they're they're playing, they're feeling good. They're, they're taking playing. the shots when they got them, and that yeah, you can't you win if you don't confidence, shoot them. You know, you have a better chance of making them. So they're not on their heels. They are coming out at the beginning of the games, being aggressive and taking it to the other team, and that's setting a tone. And I think that's helping a lot instead of. You know, you look up before you get your popcorn, they're down 15 points, and it's like, oh, man, it's a it's such an uphill battle. So, yeah, I'm encouraged. But, you know, I mean, it still is what it is. This team is only going to do what Anthony Davis allows them to do if he comes back. So, One thing I wanted to ask you, though, I wanted your keen observation on this, and that is the Philadelphia 76ers. Obviously, they made the big trade, Ben Simmons for James Harden. Other pieces like Seth Curry and Andre Drummond were involved. But as of this point, this is pretty much the Philadelphia 76ers team you're going to get going forward, at least you know through the playoffs. I don't think they took the Lakers without LeBron very seriously tonight, and I think it showed at times. But is this a team, do you think, even though they're right now in second place or tied for second place in Eastern Conference, is this a team you can take seriously? I was talking to Jamie and he is still not convinced that that, and I think I talked to a lot of other people, they're still not convinced 100% that they can take this team seriously. When you look at them, well, what do you see? You, you have to take Joel Embiid seriously. I mean, just for having him, he's worthy of being taken serious because he can turn up his game to a level that very few can get to. And when you have that guy in the playoffs, you are, you are a force. But they're not as connected as a, a Milwaukee team. So obviously Milwaukee's still the favorite. Boston's playing, you know, really well. So it's gonna be a battle. But yeah, anytime you got Embiid, I mean, uh, you got Maxi playing great, you know, Harden's gonna do what he can do. Ibo's a good glue guy. Yeah, I, I I mean they they got a good team. They I think they will go as far as Tobias Harris will let them. I think he is uh, someone that has to produce uh, on one end of the four pick one defense yeah. offense he has to he has to play well on one end of the floor consistently in order for them to go ahead and advance far in the playoffs yeah, he did not uh it did not end well for him last year yeah uh, he struggled in, in in game seven in particular so he's skilled but i don't know i don't that's that is not a comforting thought thinking you're going you know that you're going to go only as far as Tobias goes. Well, I mean, again, because he's, he's, a, he's a very solid player. But in a, in a battle where you have Giannis Tentacumpo and also you have as well Kevin Durant, 
and you have some wings out there on the Eastern Conference that are going to bring big problems, big, big problems to the Eastern Conference teams out there, and you need something to match up with. And if Tobias Harris is not producing for you, it becomes really a problem that the Philadelphia 76ers may not be able to overcome. Well, probably the biggest problem is, is the guy that's not even playing for him. It's the one that's calling the shots for him. I don't know. Can he, will he handle the pressure? Can, you know, I don't have confidence that Doc will make the right calls and put in the right guys and under the pressure. He just hasn't been a good playoff coach lately. So he, more than anybody to me, has a lot to prove because he's the, the team is talented. Will he be able to, you know, uh, utilize Embiid and put him and Harden in the right places and get the max out of the town. How are they? Good. How are they going to handle the size of a team like Milwaukee? I mean, they got out rebounded and outscored in the paint by the Lakers with Dwight Howard. But they didn't take that. They didn't take the Lakers seriously. So I wouldn't put no, it. No, but that's. It, but it's a case of being able to take advantage of, of of a player like Embiid, and I don't think they necessarily took advantage of him. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. You know, I mean, there. I don't. I mean, Harden. I don't trust. I don't trust Embiid. I don't trust Embiid's health, and I don't trust Harden's game. Well, what does Harden look like? He's Harden's what at seventy percent, maybe what he was at his peak. You, you never know because you just don't know what mentally the guy is doing. Yeah. I think Embiid right now is healthier than James Harden. To be quite honest with you, right now you've got Joel Embiid playing at an MVP level. He is right mm-hmm. now considered one or two. Who, depending on who you ask, in the MVP voting right now? Yeah, he's playing great. That was James Harden's hell of a the player, Hart. man. Yeah, James. The is only question he's ever had has been his health. You he's, know, he's on the downside of his career, though. Harden is, and so the things he used to can do, and I don't know if it's health related, but he's just not that same guy anymore. And I think we still think he is. You know, and well, he still thinks are expecting he expecting him to still deliver like he did. Daryl Morey still thinks he is. He's not that guy anymore. I mean, he's not. So, well, the guy he used to be, the guy he used to be, couldn't make it all away. So if he's not that guy anymore, then then they're not going to be that team. No, they're not. They, yeah. they won't. Well, they I don't think they ever were that team. But I, I doubt if they beat Milwaukee. Boston's defense has been very good. I don't think they could beat Boston. So that's two teams. Yeah. Uh, Miami probably not if they if they have to go on the road. So Miami's Miami's just a strange team though. You just don't know how they're going to play, man. Yeah, they got some psychiatric problems there. Well, I do want to mention that again. The Lakers did lose one twenty six to one twenty one. Very spirited effort indeed. But guys, before we head on out, and L Rob, I want to hear your thoughts first on this. The next game for the Lakers is not for a few days. It's not until Sunday in a very important marquee matchup that's going to be on ABC. I want to make sure everybody knows it's a uh, 4 p.m. It's actually not going to be on ABC, but it's going to be a 4 p.m. start time on Sunday. So it's very interesting against the New Orleans Pelicans. And by that time, well, briefly, Monday, on Monday, the Lakers were actually in 10th spot. And they actually, with the victory on, on Monday, they actually overcame that spot. So they were got jumped back into ninth place. But there's a very real possibility with New Orleans playing two more games up until then that they could be behind at that point in time and in 10th place in the Western Conference through no fault of their own. Have we played them so far this season? I can't remember. 
I think we did, uh, but I'll check on that while you guys are talking. Yeah, Pelicans so, won. The Pelicans beat the Lakers, I think, in the only meeting. Okay, so that's the case. Then they're one up. So the Lakers must win in New Orleans on Sunday. So I want to hear your thoughts on this first, Joe Rob. How important do you think this game will be? Because remember, the Lake, the New Orleans Pelicans still have two more games before that Sunday matchup at 4 p.m. Pacific time. I think it'll be on Channel 66. But I just wanted to hear your thoughts yeah. on this because it's going to be a very important game for positioning because if the Lakers do lose out on that game, like Laker Tom was talking about with the San Antonio Spurs, that's going to mean an extra game the Lakers have to win in, and to jump over into ninth place in the West. No, that's not right. Yeah, because if, if they're remember, if you're if ninth and tenth, you have to play two games. No, but I'm talking about the record. I'm talking about oh. the record. If they end the season at both in a tie, yeah. the Lakers still yeah. would lose you out want, on the tie. You want to be a nice you get the home court at least in that very yeah. first game. Although crypto hasn't been the greatest thing in the world for them. Yeah. The I think it's very important. It's, I mean, it's important, A, just because the Lakers need to continue to play. But then again, the, the Lakers... They just have to make sure not to finish 11th. They need to keep building on, on where they're at. So the Pelicans embarrassed them a few weeks ago. So I think the Lakers will be ready. Yeah, that should be a pretty playoff intensity type game. LeBron should be back. Oh. Well, I think they. I think LeBron sat this game out partly because to get into shape for that game. Still, um, several days until that game. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, if he's knees and all sore, you don't want to take a chance that he wouldn't be available for that game because he played this game. Yeah, yeah. If you got to play one game, you play that one instead. Of yeah, one. you got to play that one. Yeah, New Orleans played the night before. They played the Spurs the night before, and they play another game tomorrow. On top yeah. of that, so that they'll be there you know, third game in four days and, and coming on back-to-back. So The uh, fight for 10th place. How exciting. <laughs> you know, I'm, oh, looking yeah. at the, I'm looking at the schedule here. You're right. They did lose handily. You called it there, L. Rob, 123-95 to back in late February. So, yeah, this is going to be a very important game for the Lakers and their fans. It's going to be something I think is going to be very important for the seeding. For ninth and tenth place, so we'll see what happens there. It all happens pretty soon. It's in the next four games. We play them twice, right? Yeah. So then we find yeah, we'll out find really out what's soon. going on. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Actually, uh, Ronald could get a lot of rest. You know. Guess what? It'll be the next game after that against them. Will be on April first. So hopefully, it won't be an April Fool's game for the Lakers as well. But yeah, uh, yeah. Laker Tom, any thoughts on this game on Sunday? What do Lakers have to do? Because they also had THT out of the lineup. He's been having mm-hmm. nagging injuries over the course of the past couple THT weeks. THT well. being out of the lineup is a positive for me. I, um, I understand that, but it's another body out there at yeah, time. Could yeah. it help today? You know, it's as far another as undersized get... body to go out there and instead of matching him up against the guard the same size where his length well, just give somebody even a five to would ten be an advantage. We put him up against a power forward or, wow, you know, okay. or a small forward that's six eight and can jump over. Him. I didn't say it was the way I would utilize him. <laughs> I would say it would be it's the way Frank. No, I, I, I think Frank that does. the game. I think the fact that we pull LeBron out tonight. I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that we want to make sure that we match up well with this because if we've only played one game against him and we've got two two more games against him, we can get the tiebreaker, which would be an important thing. And if we could get those two games, then it would probably ensure us at least of ninth place. 
we're still going to have to win two games. We're still going to have to beat the 10th place team. And then we're going to have to beat the, the loser of the, of the seven and eighth game. If you can't do that, you shouldn't be, you shouldn't make the playoffs. You know, it's that simple. You can't lay an egg when you're in, when you're, when you have elimination games is the only way that you can get in the playoffs. So the Lakers are fortunate that they're fortunate that LeBron James is playing like the greatest player in the planet. They're fortunate that Anthony Davis, before he got injured again, you know, was looking like Anthony Davis in the bubble. And they're fortunate that that Russell Westbrook all of a sudden figured out how to how to how to fit in and with the rest of this team. And we're fortunate Frank Vogel is all of a sudden running a good offense and he's all of a sudden playing the young guys and really giving them the opportunity to to grow and become better players because the next 10 games and the last 10 games that we've had these young guys playing, that's going to be invaluable for us when we get into the playoffs and everything is coming together. That's the way I'm feeling about it now. And I, I, I you get a sense just even of, of listening to commentaries and listening to podcasts that everybody else is starting to get that same feeling about the Lakers that, wow, I didn't think that they really couldn't get anything together, but all of a sudden they are starting to play very consistently they're getting the same types of results, even playing without LeBron and being able to be competitive. I think these are all signs that we couldn't ask at this point in time for the season. They're almost miraculous. We couldn't ask for any more good news than we've had in the last four games because we've seen stuff in those four games that we haven't seen all year long from this team, even when they had LeBron healthy, AD healthy, and Russell Westbrook healthy. So... So let me let me ask you guys this: Assuming they, they Lakers finish ninth, they beat New Orleans, and uh, they would play the, the they would play well, New Orleans, right? They played uh, yeah, the well, loser me, of seven and eight. Yeah. Well, let me uh, let me give you the lowdown for the rest of the season. Okay, you've got Sunday at New Orleans, then after that you got at Dallas, at Utah, Friday April Fool's Day. That's going to be at home against New Orleans. April third, you got at home against Denver. Then you got at Phoenix, at Golden State. Then there's the Laker killer in Oklahoma City on April the 8th. And then you've got at Denver on the 10th. So not closing out the season with some cupcakes there outside of Oklahoma City, who, again, has beaten the Lakers right. on two occasions. Yeah, cupcakes and, for us are dangerous, man. Are yeah. you kidding me? I'd rather play somebody that was... The only, the only team on that schedule that the Lakers don't match up with well with is Phoenix right now. Right now. Yeah. So the rest of them, Denver and and Golden State and Dallas and hopefully Phoenix will be resting some people by that time. Yep. When you're playing a possible playoff opponent, you generally like to not have one star not play. You need a few things just so that nobody can get too comfortable. So you know, I think Phoenix, Phoenix and the Lakers would both probably play a whole bunch of scrubs for that game. Well, it depends where the Lakers are yeah, at. Unless, right there. unless we needed it in order to avoid ending up in eleventh yeah, place. Let's not let's not let's not put the what is it the horse <laughs> in front of the barn or anything like that the wagon or the barn or yes because things are going to burn down if that's yeah. the case. So, but you know it, the things could really roll out in favor of the Lakers. This could yeah, be... well, okay, you've said Think this about before it. all year long, all season long. You've Think said about this it for before. a second. You get into the play-in tournament, you win. You have two elimination games, and you win. Then you get the Phoenix Suns, the team that you're going to have to beat sometimes. Maybe while well, CP3 is just barely starting to get back into the game, 
you couldn't have asked for a better situation than that. You beat them, then you get the winner of the four and five. So you avoid all of those other teams, man. We're going to have either Denver or Dallas, one of those two. Yeah. You well, beat them, a, and then you're in the conference finals. Got a little bit of He's he's projecting us already. He's the eternal optimist. Stop it! Every well, I think we, we have a good shot at getting to the conference finals. Yeah. If we got past that, it would be miraculous. But That's but you know, the way here's here's what's scary: the conference finals might save Frank Vogel's job. And I thought, and I thought I was getting a headache just reading the upcoming schedule for the Lakers. But L. Rob, it's been a great conversation with you and Laker Tom. Ever the optimist with the purple and gold sunglasses is Laker Tom. But before we head on out, my friend, I want to make sure you get as much time in because we don't see you as much as we would like here at the Lakers Fast Break. But any last thoughts from you before we head on out? Yes, it's it's good to watch the Lakers play now. It's you you. You know, you don't feel disgusted after watching them play. So <laughs> that is, uh, you know, baby steps. So that's all we ask for. So I'm, I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic to see how the rest of the season unfolds. So you, you and I both, my friend. You and I both. But Laker Tom, again, you've got an article that's out right now that people need to check out. Lakers need modern center who can protect the rim and stretch the floor. It's available right now. Need it right now, unfortunately, Rob, but you didn't get one for us. So yeah, but I, I will yeah. tell you what, it is great having you guys here. Once again, the Lakers do fall 126 to 121. Very spirited effort. We need to continue that spirited effort Sunday in New Orleans. We'll see if we can go ahead and have something beforehand, but if we don't, we definitely will be here on Sunday after the game. Looking forward to speaking to everyone out there on that right here at the Lakers Fast Break. Remember, Lakers Fast Break can be found not only wherever you get your podcasts, but also on YouTube where they've been doing a tremendous job. Hundreds and hundreds of views and also as well, follow us. Go ahead and make sure you subscribe on YouTube because, you know, I'll tell you what, if you do, You go ahead and you get the latest videos right there for you as soon as we upload them. But also as well, you can check us out here, Facebook at Lakers Fast Break. L. Rob, he's always a great part of Lakerholics.com. You can go ahead and check out his comments there whenever you stop by Lakerholics.com. Be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. Well, once again, the Lakers do lose 126 to 121. They are now... Unfortunately, 31 and 42, a half game up in ninth place in the Western Conference. Will that change by the time the Lakers head into New Orleans? And our thoughts are with the people in New Orleans. I know they've had some tornadoes there recently, so we do want to pay our respects and hope everyone is okay in the city of New Orleans. It's a very beautiful city at that, so hopefully everybody is okay there. And if that's the case, hopefully everybody will be okay to watch the Lakers and New Orleans square off on Sunday. What will the status be of the Lakers at that time? Will the Lakers go ahead and get LeBron back? We'll find out and see if that is enough to get the Lakers in a little bit better solid position in ninth place. We'll talk to you about that after the game on Sunday right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast.